0: A week from this Thursday, the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden begins. It's about time, and it's a beautiful, well-deserved thing, Joe Biden. Yeah. All right. Some say, especially rhinos, there's no smoking gun here whatsoever. There's no evidence tying this to Joe Biden. I actually disagree. There is evidence. I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, But you don't necessarily need a smoking gun to start the inquiry. You know, when they started looking into Richard Nixon in the summer of 1973... Well, they went at it for a very long time. Uh, They had the hearings and the impeachment stuff started in the uh, fall. And Richard Nixon did not resign until a year later, over a year later. And that was just a few days after the smoking gun was actually uncovered. You know, an impeachment inquiry, well, you inquire. You don't have to have all the evidence. You're not supposed to at the beginning of an investigation, at the end of an investigation. This is high time, all right? And for those who say, especially in the fake news, no evidence, the House Oversight Committee has done a hell of a lot of work. And let's go through it, please. China. $3 $3 million to the Biden family, various companies uh, they control, $3 million to them. Next, from Ukraine, <laughs> $17 million to various LLCs that they had a hand in. Romania, uh, small change in comparison. It goes on and on and on. And why are Biden grandkids, girlfriends, all kinds of characters getting this money It's actually a red flag that everybody in the Biden family seems to be getting money other than Joe Biden, like they had it worked out that way, that they anticipated somebody snooping around and asking these questions. The famous dinners at Cafe Milana with people from Kazakhstan, Russia, all these folks that Hunter wanted to do business with and a drop by by the then-sitting vice president. What was that all about? Why did Hunter the very next day get $143,000? What was it for? For a sports car, a sports car. We actually have this from Devin Archer. Devin Archer established that, yes, a Kazakh oligarch wired the money specifically so Hunter could get a sports car, a Porsche, no less. Thank you, Devin Archer. The famous text message, right, the WhatsApp message, you can't you can't just dismiss this stuff. It's implicating Joe right there. The damning WhatsApp message to a senior Chinese official with Communist Party and intelligence ties. Long story short, pay up. We want our money. And why should you send it to me? Well, because the man I'm sitting next to is my father, Joe Biden. We want our money. Are they going to try to tell us that this is Russia disinformation? Haven't heard that phrase in a while. Could this be why Joe Biden let the China balloon just fly over America and didn't do a damn thing about it until it was over the water when it couldn't take a picture of anything? This needs to be looked into at the very least. We need the inquiry to find out why they were hiding Hunter on these trips. Joe was going to Various countries as vice president, and Hunter was there too, but they kept him hidden, waiting in the car in the back of the plane in Germany and many other countries. See a big parade for Joe and Jill, flowers, and look who's kind of lurking, getting in the car when he thinks nobody's looking. Yeah, we know what this guy looks like. There is so much that needs to be looked into, and just circumstantially, why would Joe Biden, with just a few days left in office as vice president of the United States, go to Ukraine and Switzerland. He did. Look at the calendar. He only had, uh, I think, three days left in office, and he goes to meet with President Xi over in Switzerland. Now, was he doing that for America's benefit or somebody else's? Somebody else like Hunter, who is going to pressure them for millions of dollars in just a couple of months. How about Ukraine? He also goes to Ukraine to meet with the, the president over there that he likes so much. Why? Why does he like him so much? <laughs> Three day, four days before he leaves office as vice president, and look at how he lays on the charm. Mr. President, I may have to call you once every couple weeks just to hear your voice. Uh, it's been going on a long time. Why would he call the, ex- the president of Ukraine when he's an ex-vice president of the United States? to take care of our business or his? The answer is clear. This must be further looked into, don't you think? The fake news, though, they want to just say that we're the crazy ones.
1: What do you think of the upcoming impeachment proceedings against Biden over allegations about his son? And as asinine as it might be to impeach a president over something that his son did, it's happening. And the story isn't pretty.
0: Did she say asinine? It's asinine to ask these questions. They forget about somebody. I'll get to him. Remember, Mr. Tony Bobulinski? Um All these questions, though, they threaten to not undo the Biden presidency, but simply distract him. Listen to more fake news.
1: Now, politically speaking, what people close to the president say is they're not worried that voters are going to look at this and say, oh, Hunter Biden was indicted. I'm Mm. not going to vote for President Biden. What they are worried about is the emotional toll that this takes on the president and how that plays out politically, meaning he's distracted. It's weighing on him heavily. And that creates a scenario in which the president is more prone to missteps and mistakes, the type that he cannot
0: afford Mm. to make. Joe has been making missteps and mistakes since the day he was, I mean, since college, sorry, but the gaffes and the horrible public statements, and you're trying to say this is all happening because of the indictment. Talk about spin, right? And yeah, we got to hear from Mr. Tony Bobolinsky, because the idea that this is all Hunter and has nothing to do with Joe, according to this man, and I believe him, is a lie.
1: I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden at at my approximately hour long meeting with Joe that night. We discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face to face.
0: This is the reason why you never hear the name Tony Bobulinski, right? There's not been a big profile in The New York Times. This is damning stuff, arguably smoking gun. And just like this, you know, Joe Biden gets accused of stuff. Donald Trump gets accused of stuff. I think the reaction from both men when they're accused and under pressure is very revealing. Observe. We did nothing
1: wrong. This is a whole hoax. This is just like the Russia, Russia, Russia deal. This is like the
2: fake dossier.
1: But here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question.
3: Why did you take those documents with you when you left the White I House? I had every
1: right to under the Presidential Records Act. You have the Presidential Records Act. I was there and I took what I took and it gets declassified. That's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? All well, I know is this. Everything I did was right. We have the Presidential Records Act, which I abided by 100%. I have the right to declassify as president. Were you uh- uh-
4: were
0: you? No! Know. Were you? no. <laughs> Notice anything? You see a pattern? You see a trend? This is going to be good and necessary. All right, what's next? They had a product that was destroying the planet, that was exacerbating conditions. The hots now, much hotter than they've ever been, drys drier, wets wetter. They're culpable for their responsibility in terms of perpetuating these lies. For misleading the American people, meaning lying to consumers, lying to all of us, including policymakers, and as a consequence, delaying the progress uh, Gavin Newsom talking about big oil yeah he 's going to sue it 's a guaranteed way to get a lot of publicity i don 't trust Gavin Newsom, quite frankly, I trust big oil. I mean these guys have been delivering a service, my car has been operating. What has Gavin done? Really, this is a career politician messing with some. He's been hanging around San Francisco, DJing events, you know, trying to curry favor with political figures since he was 22 years old. And you know who we won over? A guy named uh, Willie Brown. Willie Brown is a, uh, well, quite the character. He was the head of the California State Assembly, and Gavin Newsom hung around them and helped them become mayor, and uh, he did a big favor for Gavin Newsom, and sent Gavin Newsom on his way, gave him a seat on that uh, board of Supervisors, or whatever they call it out there. Uh, you know who else? Uh, Willie was a mentor to? Kamala Harris, more than a mentor. Right, very, very close. It's kind of fascinating, though, that Willie Brown gave rise to not only Kamala, but Gavin Newsom, and these people are within striking distance of the presidency. Watch out for this guy, though. Smooth, but nothing up here.
4: Support the workers, I, I, and I support a construct that has to be resigned. I think it was Plutarch who said, "The imbalance between the rich and the poor is the oldest." and most fatal ailment of all republics. We have to address that fundamental gap. He's
0: quoting Plutarch, this is a pseudo-intellectual move. You want to, career... gosh, a career politician wants to rearrange our society. It should not work this way. These people know nothing of what they're doing. They just love the attention. They love the perks. They love the power, kind of like that guy we were talking about a little while ago, Joe Biden. That's why he got into it. I know it. He has said it throughout his career. It's not about the people. It's about him. It really is in his ability to connect. The U.N. was a big dud speech. So, you know, I had a flashback. Who remembers this at the United Nations a couple of years ago?
3: I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones.
0: They should have booed her and, like, sent her back to wherever she came from. Instead, she was embraced by global media elites.
4: Greta Thunberg is just an amazing person. Uh, She has inspired millions of people around the world, adults and children. She's a very straightforward young lady. She speaks her mind and she's much more compelling than you would ever think a 16 year old could be. Greta Thunberg went from sitting by herself to leading a global movement of millions.
0: All right, Uh, you see how they reacted. How did Trump react to Greta Thunberg, right? (laughs) So ridiculous. Greta must work on her anger management problem, then go to a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Greta. Chill. And then when they came face-to-face, face, they didn't quite come face-to-face. Face. Uh, Greta was horrified, right? There's the man. She makes icons. She, she sees Trump. You see how she scowls? And Trump just blows her off. Great moment in UN history. Next.
3: If you are an American, your media is the least trusted media in the world by you. Americans don't trust their media. Do not trust the mainstream media. Do not trust your government. Do not trust big business. Slay the beast. I agree
0: with just about all of that, Russell Brand. And I do believe for his candor, for his honesty, for his popularity, he is now, well, they're trying to cancel him. Take a look.
3: The comedian Russell Brand has been accused of rape, sexual assaults, and emotional abuse over a seven-year period at the height of his fame.
0: Four
1: women have come forward with allegations against Brand that include rape, sexual assault, and emotional abuse.
0: The findings come from a joint investigation by three UK news outlets, The Sunday Times, The Times, and Channel 4 dispatches. You know, he's been speaking out against the vaccine, against mandates, against the media, as you saw. And a lot of us see what he's going through now is retribution for that. These allegations, horrible allegations, definitely, but they go back 15 years, some of them, almost impossible to defend himself at this point. Why didn't any of them go to the police and why aren't they going public? Because in the big report, they're not.
4: He's grabbing at my, my underwear, pulling it to the side. I'm telling him to get off
1: me and he won't get off. He grabbed me and got me on the bed. I was fully clothed and he was naked at this point. I was like, oh my God,
3: he raped me.
0: I think when you're famous and globally famous like Russell Brand, it's, well, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to start a campaign like this. I don't believe he's guilty. I believe that the allegations are false and the media's interest in it is self-serving. I mean, how do you reckon all of the attention on Russell Brand and what his accusers are saying and the lack of attention for Tara Reid? Who's Tara Reid? She accused Joe Biden of sexual assault. Did her story go viral globally? No. It was censored. It was ignored. There has been about a thousand times more coverage of the allegations against Russell Brand than against a president of the United States. Tara Reid worked for Joe Biden in the early nineteen nineties. She got to tell her story on a podcast to Megyn Kelly.
4: He had his hands um,
1: under underneath my clothes, and um, it was it happened all at once. I wanted to say stop, and I thought it.
2: I don't know if I said it, but sometimes, you know, when I ha- I've had a couple bad dreams or a few bad dreams about it, I wake up yelling that. I wake up yelling stop. And then he, um, he didn't look at me again.
0: Well, unlike the accusers of Russell Brown, she went to the police. She told the police what uh, she experienced. It's just an allegation, but it should be investigated, don't you think? I mean, isn't Joe Biden a bit more important than Russell Brand? Could we see Joe doing something like that? I'll be right back.
4: It's our America. We conquered it, we built it. Great values like honesty and fairness, great courage. A great nation needs a free press. Newsmax is it. 30 million Americans regularly go to Newsmax when they really need to know. They watch Newsmax TV at home on the free Newsmax app. They go to Newsmax.com. Start today. Newsmax is real news for real people.
0: You heard about this F-35, the most advanced fighter jet I think we have, going missing? In South Carolina, the pilot ejected. They could not find the plane. You heard about this, right? The question this morning, how does a multimillion-dollar military
1: jet go missing?
3: How does a $100 million jet go missing? How does an $80 million plane vanish from thin air?
0: My goodness, and they were blaming the Chinese, the Cubans. What could have happened? The Bermuda Triangle, What happened? I was not alarmed, actually. I've seen this happen before. Uh, I used to fly the Harrier all the way back in the 1990s, the Harrier jet, Marine Corps jet, and uh, it was a privilege to fly. I got to fly all over the world and met all kinds of amazing people, and one of them was the late, great Captain Steve Baguer of the United States Marine Corps. He died 28 years ago yesterday in a mishap, in a crash, outside of Cherry Point. He was flying at night, and his aircraft collided with another. Um, Steve's airplane crashed into a river. The first aircraft actually was able to get back to base. Um, Steve was killed. His aircraft lost. But get this. We knew the general area where it went down, the Noose River, right around Cherry Point. How many days did it take um, rescue crews to find that airplane? 12 days. It took 12 days. This happened in 1995. So I didn't see anything sinister uh, with the F-35 situation. You know, strange things happen. And people do die during training. So glad the F-35 pilot uh, made it out okay. Steve Beguerre, one of America's heroes. We lose a lot of servicemen and women in war and also during peacetime operations. Captain Steve Beguer, call sign Booger, by the way. Everybody liked him. Now this may the souls of the faithful depart so this is all the way back in 2020 a protest at an abortion clinic pro-lifers blocking the entrance to an abortion clinic Uh, i've seen this before you see acts of civil disobedience all the time i see environmentalists doing it in the street but the women here circled they're in a lot of trouble they were recently convicted I think of conspiracy under the FACE Act. These are kind of enhanced penalties and charges. Gene Marshall and Joan Bell in their early to mid-70s are facing 11 years in prison and up to a $350,000 fine. We have to keep our eye on this one. I think we have to write the judge. That kind of penalty for a nonviolent act, right, sitting down in a corridor... This is insane. They should have been given, issued parking tickets, citations, at the most. Crazy. Good luck to these women. Next. Bibi and Trump. Almost a loving relationship. No greater friend from an American president, by an American president, than Donald Trump for Israel. I mean, everybody knows it. Everybody in Israel knows it. And they also know that Obama was not into Israel, okay? Bibi knew it. Everybody knows it. Um, Real tension there. So this Truth Social that Trump put up, they're trying to make it into something it's not. And let's go through it. Just a quick reminder for liberal Jews who voted to destroy America and Israel because you believe false narratives. Let's hope you learn from your mistake and make better choices moving forward. Happy New Year. Now, Liberal Jews happen to, by and large, support Palestinians over Israel. It's an inconvenient fact, but it's a fact. Watch the fake news. Try to make this something it's not. Yeah, they try to make this anti-Semitic. It is the furthest thing from that. Donald Trump saying things like this,
3: pushing the door open a little bit, and white supremacists and people who have... been feeling this way for a long time shoving the door open
1: and he knows full well that this kind of rhetoric is incredibly
3: dangerous and he just thinks that it's advantageous to him and he does it
0: yeah it's so unfair to accuse white supremacy and the, the tropes they're engaged in tropes you know if i criticize say liberal christians who insist on having drag queens run around and that kind of thing. I'm not anti-Christian, okay? He's not anti-Semitic, but liberal Jews, yes, there has been a tendency to favor and he's not questioning, oh, their allegiance to Israel over America. It's not that. He's saying not enough allegiance to Israel. Does that make sense? I hope so. And you know what? I'm sorry He has Jewish, there is Trump blood and Jewish blood together. I mean, his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, his closest advisor for a long time. I'm not sure if they're still as close as they used to be. But uh, Trump's daughter married Jared. She converted. And Donald Trump's children are modern Orthodox Jews. And you're trying to say he's an anti-Semite. We'll be right back.
4: We're proud to announce a new sponsor today, Vault US Gold. Vault US Gold is a new breed of gold dealer. They've been in the industry for years and they hate the questionable sales tricks and tactics that some other dealers use. Vault US Gold was created to offer fair and honest deals to their customers. What makes them different? Well, first, they don't pay their salespeople commissions so they can focus on helping you, not lining their own pockets. Second, Your needs are a priority. They ask about your preferences, tolerance for risk, and ultimate goals. They create a custom-written proposal that details exactly what you are buying and the current price. Few dealers are that transparent because they don't want you to see their huge markups. And if you're thinking of adding gold to your IRA account, this is the right team. They're specialists in gold IRAs. Give Vault USA a call at 833-511-4653. Mention you heard it on this show, and you'll get a free gift. Or visit them online at vaultusgold.com. That's vaultusgold.com.
0: Well, you've seen this guy Fetterman around, right? Wearing hoodies and shorts at the United States Senate. It is the strangest thing in the world. Uh, And now they've adjusted the rules to accommodate him. I know you heard about this, but... I really need the take of one of the best-dressed politicos around, Roger Stone. Man, this guy has great clothes and great style. Custom-made from head to toe, Roger Stone joins us once again. Welcome back, sir. How are you?
2: Greg Kelly, great to be with you. You are a
0: sharp-dressed man. I mean, just generally speaking, for them to throw out the dress code, it, it offends me. How do you feel?
2: Yeah, it's unprofessional. Uh, It's inappropriate. Uh, It's a violation of the decorum of the U.S. Senate. We have a dress code that's been in place for 200 years, and it's being relaxed, let's face it, because one member wants to wear droopy basketball shorts, a baggy T-shirt, and a roomy hoodie To conduct u.s senate business i think it's an insult to the senate i think it is disrespectful to his constituents i think it is disrespectful to the other senators i really think it is disgusting to be honest with you what
0: about you know in society in general post covid you know like two percent of the population are wearing you know what you and i are wearing actually a suit and tie you know the hoodies the uh the vests at work it's it's casual friday every day
2: What does that mean? What is that going to do to us? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it neutral? Uh, I I think it's bad. I think it's a relaxing of standards at a time when we need to be lifting our standards. Uh, In in all honesty, this is a trend because when President Zelensky addressed a joint session of Congress, he showed up in a military-grade sweatshirt. At least when Winston Churchill addressed both houses of Congress, he was in an impeccably cut British suit. Uh, it, it, is, it is a dumbing down of the entire system. Uh, I think it's disgraceful.
0: Is there something deeper going on here, something Maoist, something communist? I want to show you Fetterman, back when he was lieutenant governor of—drop uh, the banner, if you would—of Pennsylvania. Uh, this shirt looks like he got it from, you know, a jail, from prison, right? This is his official photo. And there is something about communism and socialism that— you know, egalitarian. Everybody is equal. No status whatsoever. You know, the proletariat. Is there something deeper, possibly, going on here?
2: Well, there's also a certain elitism about it, uh, Greg, because this relaxing of the dress code is only for U.S. Senators. So and it's not like a senator can come to the floor in a jacket or a sports coat or a tie with an open shirt. We're talking about senators now can choose to wear anything whatsoever they want. But U.S. Senate staff members who work on the floor. The gentlemen are still required to wear a jacket and a tie and the women are still required to wear a dress. So it is rules for thee, but not for everyone else.
0: So uh, give us your take where things are right now. Donald Trump, 50, 60 points ahead on the Republican side, beating Joe Biden in some polls. Um, Did you ever think we'd be in this position a year ago?
2: Uh, Donald Trump is a natural phenomena. Uh, I think people have seen through the lawfare being waged against him. Uh, They're also, I think, pining for the old Trump policies when we had the lowest gasoline prices, uh, low inflation, the respective nations around the world, uh, no new foreign wars. So the Trump years look better and better in the rearview mirror, and people want to move back to the future with Donald Trump. I, he's, he's going to be nominated. The nomination contest is essentially over. And despite the fake news attacks on him, he continues to narrowly Joe Biden in both the trial heats nationally and in the swing states. This this is looking very, very good for the America First movement since he
0: hasn't kind of locked up so early. I know he can't take his foot off the gas, but what should he be doing? What could he be doing now um, that somebody who was in the fight of his life for the nomination, you know, couldn't do planning for the new administration, planning for the general election? You know, this is a unique opportunity to do something
2: different. Well, look, he's been put out these Agenda 47 policy positions that he reduces to a video. They're really excellent, but they're not getting the public attention I think they should. Uh, I love Truth Social, but I'd like to see him do what he did with his mugshot and go back to X, formerly known as Twitter, because the policy stuff he's putting out for economic growth, for energy independence uh, and foreign policy are really excellent. I think he needs to speak to a broader audience A general election audience.
0: Yeah, I always thought that if he started talking to them, not changing his message, but so many people have lied about Trump. Talk to them. Look, if you are on the left, you have nothing to fear from me. I will work for you. I am not this. I am not what they say. I think that could go a long way somehow. Richard Nixon, 1973, the Watergate uh, hearing started. The impeachment inquiry started in the fall of 1973. You know, you and I are both big-time Nixon fans, and a lot of things are misunderstood about Watergate. But I can say this. There was no smoking gun at the beginning of Watergate, but there was one to emerge just before he had to resign. And I think the same thing could happen with Joe Biden. What do you make of that?
2: I think it's entirely possible. If you look at the the infractions of Watergate and compare it to Obamagate, which is nothing less than the full use of of the authority of the United States government and the capability of our intelligence agencies to illicitly, illegally try to remove a duly elected president. This makes Watergate look like small potatoes, in all honesty. Uh, And had there been an alternative media, had there been social media and an Internet in 1973, I think Richard Nixon might have survived, because it would have given a base for which to launch a counterattack. Donald Trump has done this masterfully, and he will continue to do so.
0: Uh, You got to go to the Stone Zone, StoneZone.com. And you got one of the best Watergate books out there. By the way, they're trying to make hay out of, um, you know, statements you made after the election. You were just brainstorming with somebody about the Electoral College. I'm not I'm sure you're aware. I can't believe that they're trying to make that somehow, you know, a wrong thing to do that. You can't write ideas down about the Electoral College. You know about this, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let's just be very clear. Article two of the U.S. Constitution grants to the state legislatures the authority to award the state electors based on the outcome of the popular vote in the individual states. That's historically, legally and constitutionally correct. I did say that if it was up in the air on election night, If it was undecided that Trump should declare victory, that's the same advice that James A. Baker III gave George W. Bush. It's the same exact advice that Joseph P. Kennedy gave his son, Senator Joe Kennedy. Uh, It's political maneuvering, nothing illegal or seditious about it. I did not say if Donald Trump lost, he should declare victory. That's not what I said.
0: Yeah, uh, so much uh, fake news and misinformation about that. Well, StoneZone.com, check it out. Roger Stone, privileged to have you here once again. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Greg. We'll be right back. I switched.
1: I switched. I switched.
2: I switched to Newsmax.
1: Newsmax. Newsmax.
0: Have you made the switch? You bet I did. My whole family switched.
4: Millions are switching to Newsmax. You should, too.
0: All right, we're thrilled to have back on the show Dinesh D'Souza. Everybody knows him, the uh, famous conservative. Thank you for 2,000 Mules, by the way. So many great films, books. How many folks on the scene today, as active as Dinesh is, can say they work in the Reagan White House? There he is, uh, evaluating policy for President Reagan. Dinesh D'Souza, great to see you. How are you tonight?
3: I'm doing well. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks for having me on. You bet. Hey, what are you what are you most worried about? What are you most excited about? There's a lot going
0: on right now. What are you most frustrated about? What's top of mind for you right now?
3: Well, I'm about to release a film uh, next month that is called uh, Police State, and this is the big topic that worries me. Now, we've been seeing this developing in parts, so there's uh, censorship over here and surveillance over there and political targeting and then political prisoners for the first time, at least uh, not in wartime in American history. So all these things are happening seemingly separately. But when you pull them all together, we have a startling question. Are we a free country anymore? Can we really speak of ourselves as the free world and talk about North Korea and China as the unfree world? Uh, What happened to the basic liberties that we could at one time in this country take for granted? So this is a film that brings this big question in front of the American people, which is, are we somehow unbelievably transforming into something like a police state?
0: Police State comes out October 23rd. And actually, uh, Dinesh, we have a trailer, a portion of a trailer all queued up. Let's take a look. Are we
3: becoming a police state?
0: We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. Oh, man, you can usually tell by the trailer if it's going to be a good movie. That looks fantastic. Dinesh, it's sometimes a leap for people to, like, you know, wow, the FBI. We grew up admiring the FBI. What could be wrong with the FBI? You know, you, there's, there's, a, there's a transition phase where you realize, you know what? The FBI actually isn't in the Constitution. All of these agencies, you know, our founding fathers didn't talk about them, didn't write about them. And arguably, you know, we need law enforcement, but it's gotten obviously out of control.
3: Yeah, I mean, the really bitter irony here is that conservatives are the ones right after nine eleven that in a sense, gratefully turned over all this power, not just to the FBI, but all these new agencies, the Department of Homeland Security, for example. And so the police agencies of government got extra power to go after the Islamic terrorists who had attacked us on 9-11. Little did we know or realize, and there were a couple of people who warned us at the time, but people like me did not listen, is that, hey, this exact power can then be turned against American citizens. And uh, in a sense, what this movie does is it tells the story of how under Obama, the police apparatus of government was mobilized not against Islamic terrorists abroad, but redefine domestic terrorists at home, targeting Republicans, conservatives, patriots, Christians. So suddenly we're living in this nightmare scenario where none of us can comfortably say, I will not be raided by the FBI. Or have your life torn uh, apart
0: and uh, gone through by the media. I mean, look, he's not everybody's as famous as, uh russell brand but uh he's going through a lot of stuff right now and it's interesting you know over the past couple of years he kind of settled down and he started speaking the truth and calling out the mainstream media and now he's accused of all kinds of dastardly horrible deeds from a long time ago i know you're a fan of russell brands what do you make of that
3: well i think we here see a unique feature of this emerging american police state and that's this Sometimes people talk about the deep state and the implication is that all these uh, spooks are hidden and they're operating in a sense behind closed doors and we don't really know what's going on. But a lot of the police state is out in the open. Think of the censorship on digital platforms. Those are private companies. Think about the media, which even though it's not an arm of the state, acts as though it is. And so we have indoctrination in the media, indoctrination in schools. The media is happy to carry out the kind of smear tactics. Now, you know, if you were... Uh, In the Stalinist regime in the old days, or if you were in Nazi Germany, you have a propaganda minister like Goebbels, and he's telling the press, You gotta do this and you gotta do that. Now, we don't have that here, but the press acts like it is an arm of the government. And so with a guy like Russell Brand, for years, this guy, of course, he lived the Hollywood lifestyle. They could have gone after him a long time ago, but they had no intention of doing it. It's only now that he's emerged as a kind of reformed, you know, conservative firebrand, so to speak, that it's like, okay, it's time to take this guy out.
0: Go to DineshJasuzsa.com. The movie comes out October 23rd, Police State. You know, we can watch the movie and we can vote. Um... What else can people do? I mean, everything is kind of hanging in the balance right now. What would you recommend? I recommend writing letters, getting active on social media, but it doesn't feel like enough. What else?
3: Yeah, a lot of it is, is not simply a matter of what can I do as an individual, but what can our side do uh, with the institutional power that it does have? And so we still have a lot of institutional power. Well, we have the House of Representatives and its investigative arms. Uh, we have a lot of governors. We have a lot of secretaries of state and district attorneys. Republican district attorneys, for example. Uh, We have powerful institutions, including the Supreme Court, that is leaning our way, or at least uh, in some ways, uh, uh, on the conservative camp. So there's a lot of things that we can do to, for example, the Supreme Court is already moving on certain fronts, but they need to strike down this active collusion between the Biden regime and digital platforms. It's a flagrant violation of the First Amendment. There are cases, by the way, making their way up the courts, So there are positive things that can happen. But I think the most important thing and the reason I made the film is I don't think that the ordinary American realizes what danger the country is in. I kind of feel like the animal where, you know, I can sort of see the cheetah leaping out of the trees. But the ordinary uh, guy is just going around grazing and thinking, I'm completely safe. Hey, listen, I pay my taxes. I didn't go in the Capitol on January 6th. Nobody's going to come bang on my door.
0: Yeah. Well, that's quite an analogy. And then all of a sudden the. The tiger or whatever comes out and grabs you and uh, you're in trouble. Well, uh, we got to be vigilant, very vigilant. Dinesh D'Souza, thank you. We look forward to police state in October, and we'll be right back. Bye-bye. Joe Biden at the desk in the Oval Office, exhausted and totally detached. You know, it's not just, Joe, the White House can do that to you. They talk about the bubble of the White House, right? You're cut off from everybody, and it's just, it happens to a lot of presidents. They forget the people and how they live, except Trump. There has never been a president who kept his finger on the pulse of the American people and everything that was going on right down to the minute.
1: That, That was very shocking. When I woke up this morning, Anthony Bourdain is dead. And I enjoyed his show. He was quite a character, I will say. But uh, so I just want to extend my condolences and also to the family of Kate Spade. I had a lot of respect for him. He had a lot of respect for me Had a lot of respect for our country. They no longer respect our country. You saw Janet Yellen the other day bowing and bowing, bowing can't do that. They, they don't respect that. Could I say one thing? Look at all the lies he's told over the last couple of weeks. He said he was at the World Trade Center, and he wasn't. He said he flew airplanes, right? He didn't. He said he drove trucks, and he didn't. Everything he says is like a lie. It's terrible.
0: You see what I mean? Up to date with everything that's going on. He's focused, and you gotta be. When you're a leader, you have to be acquainted with what it is you're leading. And the daily pulsations of what's going on, it's invaluable. And he's one of the only presidents who's ever figured that out. He even catches this show from time to time we were put up on true social because i well i put out some basic facts about the trump campaign that the mainstream media they would die before they would admit that he's doing an excellent job and his staff is as well all right uh beware what's happening in pennsylvania this is governor shapiro and for whatever reason they love this guy in the democrat party he's a relatively new governor And this idea seems um, like it could go bad.
4: Pennsylvania, it is National Voter Registration Day. And today, I am proud to announce that for the first time ever, Pennsylvania is an automatic
0: voter registration state. That's right. From now on, when you get or renew your
4: driver's license or an ID card at the DMV, you'll be registered to vote unless you choose not to. I made a commitment when I was campaigning for this office that we would bring
0: automatic voter registration in Pennsylvania and break down the barriers for legal eligible voters. This is a key uh, step. To you make see, uh, I don't think secure. this is good. You are automatically registered to vote unless you do something to stop that, unless you choose not to be, otherwise you're automatically registered. You know, on election night, then there will always be a pool of votes, a pool of registered voters that potentially they could represent voting one way or another. Look, it was James Baker and Jimmy Carter who said this kind of stuff is dangerous. You don't want to do it this way. Some people think, oh, 100 percent registration or more voter turnout, 90 percent, that would be the best. Saddam Hussein had universal voter turnout. That wasn't good. This seems un-American. I'm sorry. As a citizen, it's not, oh, I'm here at the DMV, I'll do this as well. No, something should be separate and deliberate, not automatic. you got to make a decision. And Mitt Romney, on his way out the door, said something really dumb.
1: Look, Look! The, uh, democracy requires uh, belief and credibility in, in elections, and and uh, so people who are casting aspersions on our election process are threatening one of the bases of our very, uh, very foundation.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, you know, like belief and credibility in the elections, that's the important thing, just belief in them. Well, what about having fair elections? The belief and the credibility come from the fair elections. That's the first part, not just... And you can't you can't actually question elections. That's casting aspersions. Yes, you can. You're allowed to. This is America. Beef up the voting. Probably simplify it. Paper ballots. Voter ID. But belief in credibility for belief in credibility's sake. That's dumb. I'll be right back. Many thanks to be continued tomorrow. All the best.